What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN. I'm Jude, that's Ethan, and today we're going to be doing our first edition of kind of a pre-off-season preview. I know I named it off-season preview just because that would be better for people to understand, but this is really kind of before the draft, before free agency. Me and Ethan are going to set the stage for where the Spurs are at at each, each position. So, Ethan, we can jump right into it. Do you want to kind of start off with overall thoughts on the position, or do you just kind of want to go player by player? We can do a little overall thoughts. Um, point guard position on the Spurs roster next season is likely to be one of the, the weakest for the time being, only because our starter will likely be Trey Jones, um, and most people have him slotted as a very talented backup like his brother, not necessarily the long-term answer at point guard. And then, of course, we have a veteran and Devontae Graham and the struggling Blake Wesley. How will he wait, like work out? Will he play point guard? Will he be a two? Um, so it'll definitely be interesting to watch. And potentially going forward, like in a couple of years, uh, we'll likely have to find a new, another answer um, as far as like becoming a championship contender. Yeah, absolutely. At the point guard position. And, and, you know, just another wild card when it comes to this, me and Ethan have talked about this on other videos. There is a chance that maybe Jeremy Sohan comes True. into the point guard role. If we decide to play Wemby at the four, keep Zach at the five and, and move Jeremy to the point guard position, as we've mentioned thousands of times, it feels like on the show because of the comments that Greg Popovich made last season saying he feels yeah. like Sohan's really a point guard. That's why we think that could potentially be a possibility. But until that's confirmed for these videos, we're just going to stick with him at the four and keep Trey Jones, Devontae Graham, and Blake Wesley as the main three guys that we're going to talk about today. Um, yeah, Ethan, I mean, I, I echo obviously everything that you said. Um, I guess the thing I would say is it's just kind of, it's an interesting position that the Spurs are in because it's like, if Blake Wesley eventually reaches the ceiling that the Spurs feel like he could have, you know, that they felt like he could have on draft night, maybe he eventually ends up becoming the starter on this team. You know, maybe. obviously there's not a lot of tape from last year to justify that. Still had the 20 points in the G League, but as we've mentioned also numerous times on the show, Ethan, he was kind of more like the regular track of all the Spurs rookies you know, whether it's Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Derek White, DeJounte Murray, uh, the list goes on and on and how he really played in the G League most of the season. And then in their second year, it seems like he's going to get more minutes. That still remains to be seen. I think a lot of that has to do with his development this summer, um, how he plays in summer league. If he does, I would expect him to. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it really just depends all on his development. He's still 20 years old. Um, so that's something that we all got to remember. And he's still got three years left on his rookie contract. So he's not somebody that you necessarily want to waste. Um, but also, I think the draft will tell us a lot. I say that and then I think about how the Spurs just kind of draft best player available. So maybe it won't <laughs> now that I think about it, as we've seen over the years with how many guards the Spurs have picked. Um, but it seems like that trend's going a little different. But, you know, we'll still have to wait for those other two picks that we have after the first pick this season. Um mm -hmm. But the main point that I'm trying to get at here is the Spurs may have found their two point. They may have their two point guards in Blake Wesley and Trey Jones, but then also they may not at all. And if that's the case and Blake Wesley, you know, needs another year in the G League and then it, you know, if it still doesn't work out, like you said, they might really have to go to free agency. But even this season, if the Spurs say they want to move Devontae Graham to move off of his contract and, you know, they just feel like he's not really the 
what they needed him for last year, they won't need for this season. I think he's, you know, one of the most, uh, if you were to guess people to be traded on the roster, we were talking about Kim Birch before this mm. video. For those of you guys who don't know, Kim Birch is still on the team. So Kim Birch, San Antonio Spur, even though it doesn't feel like it, um, him, and Devante, and, and then Doug would probably be, if I had to rank like the top three, most likely to be traded con contracts on the Spurs. That's what I would say. Maybe mm -hmm. none of them get moved, but in the event that that happens and Blake still needs some work, that leaves a gap in that point guard position, Ethan. And that's where I'm going to swing it to you here. I know we'll dive into you know just a little bit more of the players, but to mm -hmm. talk about the free agency to start, um, I know you you had two guys that you had thought of that maybe the Spurs could potentially sign. Give them to me. Yeah, given that we have a roster spot open, um, right. that's a big caveat. I think George Hill would be a nice addition to the team at 37, bring Georgie back, kind of be that veteran presence in the locker room, um, kind of swing back to the old days of San Antonio when we were actually winning games. He could kind of help uh, solidify the the culture that he was a part of for so many mm -hmm. years, as well as kind of, you know, take uh, Blake Wesley under his wing and, and teach him how to be just a yep. natural point guard, you know, along with Trey Jones, but you know, somebody that's been in the league as long as George Hill would probably mean more coming from him. Um, yeah. And someone we can get on a veteran minimum and the other guy, and this is kind of a funny one, Jude, I'm looking forward to your reaction. Okay. He's, I think he's only 27. Frank okay. Nilakina, who will be unrestricted and hear me out. Interesting. Okay. He's not, a, he's not a big, a big name. And yeah. I don't think he would have. Was he on the impact. Knicks? He was on the Knicks at one point. He was drafted by the Knicks. He so was where was he last year? Last year, the Mavericks. Okay, yeah. And he yeah, had spot minutes. Right. He wasn't a consistent rotational player, but when they needed him to play, he played. Um, he got a lot more minutes when their defense struggled because his his only specialty is defense. He's not a great scorer. He's not an otherworldly passer, but he's a, a very good perimeter defender. And he is French. I was about to say, I was like, isn't he French? I was he about to is Google from it. France. So I think it'd be a good chemistry <laughs> move to bring him in. He's a nice defensive piece that we can throw in there because oh defense was a big struggle last year, okay. right? That was one of our biggest flaws. So it Maybe does address right one flaw. But yes, it, it is like a cool, like, oh, cool. That Wemby has someone to talk to in French that happens to be on the roster. He's talking um, to Pop. Pop knows. Does Pop know French? I, I He better after all that time with Tony, know. yeah, he should he should he know French, doesn't. but he he, yeah. he probably knows more than you know, yeah, more than most people, anyways. And at one time he was a lottery pick, and I know when he was a lottery pick, a lot of people were questioning it because it was a reach. But maybe, just maybe, there's something that Pop can extract from his game that other coaches just haven't been able to extract. And then, of course, the the whole European connection that we have, maybe there's something there uh, that other people haven't been able to to, to tap into. <laughs> That would be interesting. That would be interesting. And, you know, to be honest, I think Frank Nilakina would probably be a better overall player than Devontae Graham. <laughs> as much as I, as much as I, I love know, De Devontae. Yeah, that, that's true. But I mean, like, overall. Like, because yeah. Devontae is, as much as I love him, he's, he's a shot taker. And that's that's about it. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No disrespect to Devontae. I feel right. like Devontae kind of had a similar Bro, role. He came in and was scoring a lot for us. Like, yeah, that's what did. I'm saying. Like, shout out to Devontae for real. But if I'm yeah. just being completely honest here, at least defensively, it would be an upgrade over Devontae, which really the Spurs would probably 
rather have overall. And when you think about how if this is the scenario, Ethan, you're going to have him next to Malachi anyway, who, you know, had a lot of playmaking opportunities this season. So, I mean, and and that, you know, I'm glad we brought that up because I talked about Sohan being a wild card. Malachi's another wild card, too. True. Especially under the situation where if Blake doesn't work out, they might just want to move him to the point guard position. Um, I really feel like he is a true two combo guard, but, you know, in that last month at Ohio State, where he had a similar surge that he had at the end of this season, he was taking the ball up a floor, up the floor a lot, distributing, and then still being able to go find his spot, you know, and, and move off the ball. Whether that's getting to, you know, uh, a shot at the three point line or cutting to the basket. Um, yeah. So Malachi, th- that's that's another potential thing here. How did I sure. even get to? Oh no, I was talking about Devonte. Um, yes. So, and, and Frank Nilakina, if, if that were to happen, like you could play him, you could play Malachi next to him. And then it's just like, you're just a defender, like go guard. I, I don't know the percentages either, but I, I think he became like a solid enough a better spot three shooter. Point. Yes. Yes. I've watched enough Maverick. Like I know I said, wasn't he on the Knicks? But when you said like, I've seen a couple games and he's a better shooter than he was in New York. Still not anything super good, but. But also, I love the idea of Georgie. It's so funny you mentioned that because I literally have a Spurs rebuild on 2K where I, where I got the number one pick and got mm-hmm. Wimbanyama. And, the, you know, in 2K, if you stick a player in the G League, they just like move up like six or yeah. eight overalls. So, but it's Blake Wesley and Trey's the two point guards. And then Georgie's the third stringer on a minimum. So mm-hmm. I, I've already, that's been in my mind. And he was back in San Antonio recently. Did you see that? He was well, like he helping out his dad. Way. Yeah. He has a home Never there and like a huge ranch. Yeah. Yeah. His dad, he he went to like see his dad on duty. Mm-hmm. His dad's like a trash man in San Antonio. I had no idea. That's so cool. I didn't know. Dude, I, I think you so, sent me that. I think you sent me that. Yeah. So, so you know, there's definitely that. I think that's a, a super realistic one. And we know how much Pop loves Georgie. And you know what would also be crazy about that, Ethan? Just to, we'll, we'll get into the players here in a second. I love mm-hmm. how we dedicated a bunch of this video to George Hill and Frank Nielakina. Um, <laughs> Solid pickups. Right? <laughs> but George Hill, um, you know, he was the Kawhi trade, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be full circle? Because like oh. everything, everything, like everything since the Kawhi trade led to the Wemben the, the, the Wembenyama lottery, right? Yeah. And yeah. then it's like now, you know, Frank left at the beginning of or not Frank. George left at the beginning of this. And then now it, he comes back. You know yeah. what I mean? He mm-hmm. it, it would be like kind of the the beginning of both. Well he left at the beginning of the last one. And then, you know, now well I guess the Spurs were still good. But you know what I mean with getting Kawhi. Yeah. So Anyways, that, that's a cool full circle moment. But just to dive into kind of what we think about these guys, Ethan, going into next season, obviously Trey Jones, a restricted free agent, um, but we both feel pretty confident that he's going to be back. You know, I just saw the Spurs made a post about him today with a community mm-hmm. event. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. No, I don't think so either. He's eligible for four years, 58 million extension. That's the most he can get. Honestly, I say give it to him. I mean, he'll be 27 by the time he's up for his next yeah. extension. He's still that's right in his prime. And the way Tyus Jones has improved. Exactly. And the way Trey has improved, honestly, like yeah. that's going to be a steal looking down the line. It just reminds me of Tyus Jones's contract, man, when you just said it, because it's it's around a similar number. And mm-hmm. we've, as you said at the beginning of this video, and we've said in other ones, the only thing really is Tyus is a, is a much better natural shooter. But other than that, they're pretty much the same player yeah and and 
he's so dependable. And when he wasn't in the lineup last year, it was so obvious that we missed what he does so well, and that's facilitate and keep everybody oh my gosh. You know, grounded that was and crazy. push in, in transition without him. I'm there, so we glad you so mentioned slow. that. Because that's yeah. something I forget in the season, and that's such a good example of like the impact of Trey Jones that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. For sure, for sure. I mean, I know he's young, but like how Chris Paul kind of, I know Chris Paul's old now, but how he's able to kind of slow down the tempo or speed it up and control the game for the Suns. Yes. Like I know he still he can't score at the clip that he used to, but it's such, like, you can totally see in the playoffs this year, too, when he wasn't on the court, it was like Devin Booker and Katie just taking turns. There was no offense. Like, nobody knew where to be. Like, it's so important to have that legitimate floor yeah. general on the court. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what Trey Jones is. I mean, mm-hmm. such a good distributor. We saw his uh, his floater improved this year. You know, yeah. basically every every aspect of his offensive game, you know, the numbers increased, you know, still, you know, limited in a lot in, you know, a lot of areas because of his size. And, you know, we talk about his shooting ability, but, you know, if he can make the same jump, you know, improvement shooting that he did last year, this season, you know, just percentage wise, just like three, three more percentage points or something like that. I mean, that's going to make a div- big difference at the end of the season. So, and, and because he's still only 23, um, I'm excited to see how he continues to develop. And you, you kind of alluded to the way that Tyus did and how, mm-hmm. you know, we believe in the same thing happening for Trey, not just because of the similarities with his brother, but also when you factor in the Spurs development system, um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just something both of you and I have confidence in. So definitely think he's going to be back. Um, but what are some things that going into next season we want him to get better at? I know I just mentioned the shooting, but but what are some other things when you think about Trey Jones's game off the top of your head? First thing that comes to mind is just work on that pull-up jumper coming off of ball screens because now he's going to have Victor Wimbanyama, who's a pick-and-pop and pick-and-roll threat. Mm-hmm. So he's about to get some of the most open in between shots that he's had in his career. I'm talking elbow 15 to 18 feet jump shot. And he improved his floater game last year and kind of little kisses off the glass and those things like that. Continue to work on that too. But just having because those can drop a little bit more. Yeah. For sure. For sure. We're just with repetition. But he I don't think I've seen him take like but maybe a handful of of mid-range jump shots. So if he can somehow get that into his game, it's going to open up everything else for the court. Yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to give these guys a, like, well, I'm thinking, you know, I was thinking of another thing, like, other than shooting while I was talking to you. It's hard to give them something to get better at this year because I feel like they're almost going to be different players next to Wembyama. And and, and I don't, like, they're going to be the same players, but their lives are going to be just a lot easier so it's like some of the things that i'm telling them to get better at i'm like it might just naturally be easier next to Wembenyama. you know what i'm saying so um i i really don't have anything else that i can think of for trey because he's he's a solid defender i mean obviously every off season you want to get better at that but just keep working on the fundamentals, trying to stay in front of guys. I mean, maybe in my head I can think of a couple times he got beat off the dribble, but it's like, who is that against? Because it might have just been somebody where it's like, you know, if he gets beat off the dribble against Bradley Beal, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't know, is Trey really going to do that, you know, every time? Like, it just might be, you know, some of these guys are better. So I, I really don't, other than shooting, I mean, that's really the main thing. It's all offensive, just really if he makes the same progress he made last year you know Mm -hmm. in kind of in every area again 
I, I really think that would be probably what I would say is my main goal for Trey. Fair enough. Cause he does everything like pretty like, okay. To exactly. Already. <laughs> like he doesn't so it, really. Yeah. Give him a little more space and another off season to just kind of fine tune some mechanics mm-hmm. and things like that. Like I, I have a complete faith, maybe a little, a little bit more consistency finishing through tough yeah. layups. Yep. Maybe that. There you go. There you go. Well, let's move next on the list, Ethan, and that is Devontae Graham. Ooh. You know, I feel like Devontae gets overlooked a lot, and I know he ha- he is not without his flaws. He definitely has flaws, but he came in at a time when we were desperately needed scoring and point guard play, and he provided, you know, he, he filled that role pretty well, I thought, and I think his stock as far-, far as, like, what he's worth in the league went up because he was a lot more consistent of a shooter for us um, I know he chucked up a lot of shots still, but if you look at the numbers, technically he was a lot more efficient shooting with us. Yeah, and he had, was had a couple of 20 point games too. Mm-hmm. 30 point games right? against Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he did. I think it was a comeback win too, or he was, mm-hmm. he was huge in that win. And I think a lot of the guys on the team like him. We talked about his shooting, how it got a little more consistent defensively. He's obviously always been kind of a subpar defender. Um, he just doesn't sit in the chair like other defenders like Trey Jones would. Um, I don't think there's anything that he necessarily is going to improve because I think he might kind of already be who he is. Um, to me, he came in and he was the Josh Richardson of last year. We traded for him. His stock went up. We like him. Great personality. Exactly great locker room what guy. I was gonna say. He'll probably play backup point for the majority of the season. And then whenever we decide Blake Wesley's ready to come up officially, kind of like how Malachi came up last year, mm-hmm. um, we'll do that same thing where we'll trade Devontae at the deadline more than likely, try and get some draft capital, probably get three second-round picks for him. Um, and just add to the stock. Um, so I'm not necessarily looking for anything crazy from him, just the same consistent level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he ends up being the backup point, it, you know, just do what you did last year. When when you said the Josh Richardson comparison, you know, there there's a drop-off from them defensively. They're different players. But for sure. basically he was the Josh Richardson that we needed, which was just a point guard version of him who was a veteran who'd been on a lot of different teams. And, and he came in and basically replaced him. Like he was the same thing, just was a really good teammate, you know, a vet. Um, I, I don't really have too much else to say about Devonte Cause I feel like at this point, you know what, he's 27, 28. So he kind of is what he is. Um, but there's definitely, in my opinion, a lot worse people culture wise, Um, that the Spurs could have on the roster for sure for sure now let's get into kind of the I don't know this is like the mystery flavor of the point guards on here because it's like yeah I don't know you you know what I'm talking about was it what was it it was some kind of candy you could get as a little kid and it was like you got a mystery flavor you didn't know what it was I've been thinking about this recently of course yeah you don't know the only thing that came to mind was the Harry Potter the 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 ever the all flavored beans or whatever Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me, let me look at this. I'm, I'm good. It's airheads, airhead mystery flavors. If you Google them, I'm not crazy. Just go to airhead Mm. mystery flavor. I I only ate the blue ones. Yes. And they're white. Okay. White mystery. The white ones? Yes. Oh, I ate the white ones. They were, they were white mystery. And I'm glad I didn't, I, I thought I was crazy there for a second, but I knew I'd been thinking about this. I feel like Blake Wesley is the white mystery airhead of the point guard room because we don't know what he's going to be if yeah. you know, because he's so young. And as I was mentioning earlier, with the track that all the other Spurs rookies have taken, granted different teams, different situations, 
but still a, a similar output in the G League, you know? Yeah. So they're rookie seasons. Um, so I, I think there's a chance he's a better player this season and maybe moves into that backup role. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there's also a chance he's in the G League. I, I think the only thing harping on his game is what's harping on pretty much every young point guard that's selected in that range, which is the same thing that happened to DeJounte Derek, like you're saying, and that's consistency of play as far as scoring the ball. And then just silly mistakes, both defensively and offensively, you know, bad Mm -hmm. passes, trying to do too much. As far as dribbling the ball, you lose it, you dribble it off your foot, you know, whatever it may be, turnover problems. And then defensively control. Yeah. Miscommunication. You don't switch where you're supposed to. You you don't know how to guard a big when you get switched. So you just get bullied or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's those small things that build and then to then pop will pull him out of the game. But we've seen flashes in the G League, especially where he's been otherworldly. You know, it's like, oh, my God, this is the guy we drafted. And he had a Mm -hmm. couple games in the NBA before he got injured. We were like, oh, who needs Josh Primo? This guy is right now the second best point guard on the team. And he's shown flashes as far as being a great playmaker, um, has a little bit of an in-between game, knocked down a few threes. I just think the sample size was way too small um, for his actual NBA play. I don't know if he had enough time to work through the rust to actually get a glimpse of like what we can expect from him. Yeah, yeah. I think he's probably, out of all the players this summer that we want to pay attention to development-wise, I think he's probably number one. For sure. Um, because Malachi will probably take another jump, but we've already seen Malachi lead all rookies in scoring for a month, you know, last season. Yeah. So it, it's like whatever jump he takes, like we already know his floor is like pretty solid right now. And he's only, he's also only 20. That's the other thing. Like these guys are like just like digging into like their potential, man. It's, it's going to be so fun to watch him move forward. But like, you know, we, we talked about summer league who will play, who won't. And and you and I have probably, if we had to say, we would say no Wembenyama, no Malachi, no Sohan. The only second year, well, Wembenyama will be a rookie, but the only second year guy that I think the Spurs would potentially play uh, in summer league is Blake. And if that mm-hmm. happens, you know, and remember he he played really well. He looked better than Malachi last year in, in summer league. Yeah. Um, but still, that's something that I feel like you and I may be doing some summer league post games Ooh. just to talk about Blake. You know what I'm saying? To really hone Agreed. in on him and just watch his development if he plays. And the other thing is that we we forget about also and we'll see what the Spurs do with their picks. I could see them even moving up. You know, we talked about all the possibilities where they could move up. Maybe they just even move up, you know, to like top 10 second round with two of those second round picks and just have one, you know, I think they already are. I think they're 33 and 41. Let's see. You're uh, that's probably right. Spurs draft picks. The point is, though, these draft picks, if they if they if they only have one or two, um, those guys are probably who would most likely be playing with Blake in the summer league. So that would be nice also for him to get his chemistry with those guys. Um, And Don Barlow, maybe if he comes back or maybe that 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 would be interesting as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Champagne would be another interesting one because as much as he had good games in the NBA and had a lot of good games in the G league as well, he just really didn't have that many games. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yes. So that, that could be something that, that could be very interesting for sure. I'm trying to find, Oh no, this is not, this is not what I want. Yo, you want to hear a blast from the past? I went to the wrong page. Jerron Blassen game. 
or Blossom game. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Oh, I <laughs> yeah. Cool. I went to uh, San Antonio's first draft picks. I looked that up and it was on basketball reference and it was just literally like all of our draft picks, not mm. <laughs> our draft picks for 2023. Um, but here we go. Shout out to Eric Alamo, Noah Magaro, George. They've actually got this article. So yeah, the Spurs have the 33rd pick and the 44th pick in the second round. So, I mean, maybe we even just trade the 44th, you know, if we don't want another player, that could be the case too. But I also, I really could see the Spurs using all three picks, man. Yeah, the trouble is, and we get this into another video, we have currently like 10 guaranteed guys. And then if you add up oh, all of our gosh. other non-guaranteed guys that are either unrestricted or restricted, that's like 17 players plus those three second round, uh, th- those three picks that we have. So it's like eight, 19-ish potential players so we have to get rid of them four of them somewhere or have two yeah. two ways like, no. I, don't, I don't know how it's all gonna work out but the flip side of that though is and i don't i may have mentioned this in another video but i also might have just mentioned it to you over text i can't remember but there was a recent mock draft i saw where obviously the spurs picked Wembenyama at one but then they got rayan rupert and city sissoko with both of those picks in the second round. And I know this is a deep draft. So I'm like, if we could get both of those guys in the second round, I want both of my picks. Me you know too. I mean? And Jeez. both of those, you know what's crazy about both of those two guys too, Ethan? They're both hmm. French. And Frank Nielakina? They're both French. Yeah. And Frank Nielakina. <laughs> we are we are the French. We are the Mets 92. Oh my gosh. But no, seriously though, getting Ray and Rupert from mm-hmm. the New Zealand Breakers and then getting Sissoko from the G League Ignite, like that would be ridiculous. I don't think that that's gonna happen, but you know, there's a lot of people moving up draft boards like Bilal Koulibaly, um, yeah. you know, he's, and he's others. Really up. So so like you know, maybe those other guys fall. Like, there's a reason that they made that mock draft, but also it's just a mock draft. So, and then know, we but, trade Kem Birch and Bassey and five first round picks, and we get Rudy Gobert. And now we're really the French team. Oh my gosh. And then Evan Fournier, is he available? Kem Birch. <laughs> I'm never going to get over Kem Birch, man. I swear, I did see him one time on the sidelines. Watch him play this year, consistent minutes, dude, and just make a fool out of both of us. (laughs) He is starting next to Wimpy. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's him. He is him. He's He's, the defender. He's Kim Birch. 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 You get it? Because it's like K instead of K-H-E-M, it's K-H-I-M. Kim Birch. Kim Kim Birch. Kim Birch. Dude, like I've never seen a player get traded to a team and like mm-hmm. barely be there. I know it is. Yeah, it was definitely strange. <laughs> definitely a strange vibe. But oh. also, it, it's like the most. It was last year to a T, though. At the same time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Off topic, but I feel like Go we're winding it. down anyway. So this will we be are. like the fun little bit here that we can do. Um, Jeremy Sohan was working out this past like two weeks in Dallas. Mm-hmm at the um at the star and he went to the heb that's literally five minutes from my house and it's in frisco and he he like posted he was there and i was in my pajamas already because it was like 10 30 uh-huh and i went up to my cousin who i live with and i was like should should i go like <laughs> should i go to H-E-B? that would have been me <laughs> i just run around and be like jeremy Jeremy, are you here? <laughs> I didn't. Jeremy. Jeremy, please. I'm the Yo, only Spurs fan in Dallas. Way back in the day, some of my buddies bet Lonnie 
because he did a uh, he did like a thing in their hometown. Yeah, I don't want to like dox him, but yeah, they met Lonnie and one of they my friends had Lonnie. like they had a they had a clothing he had clothing gear, and mm. at the time, and he got Lonnie to hold one of his shirts. Nice, nice. I could have given so, Jeremy like an SSPN shout out when he had that big game at the uh, for the Lakers. All of them were like. Oh yeah, he did that. He did that for his clothing brand. <laughs> That's what he was thinking about. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Really? No, dude, Sohan with the with the SSBN shout out or SSBN shout out would be crazy. Would be I feel like Sohan would be the type where you could actually like go up and talk to him a little bit yeah. and like get him to do that. <laughs> He'd either be so nice and do it, or he'd take a picture of me, put it on his Instagram story, and make fun of me. You know how he does that too? Have you seen that? Because you're not on Instagram. He <laughs> would literally not. like People that slide that, up though. and say That's stuff so to him, good. he'll like go to your profile and find like an embarrassing picture and like screenshot it and post it like this you and just roast <laughs> the crap out of people. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, man. That's so good. That's so, so him. Can't so, wait to see so him on man. the floor with Victor Wembanyama And Frank Nielakina. Yes. Mainly Frank Nielakina. Mainly Frank Nielakina. If you love Frank Nielakina, don't forget to like and subscribe below. But also, if you love the Spurs or you love SSPN, do the same as well. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us for today. Tell us what your thoughts on the Spurs point guard position is below. And if you want to stay updated with the rest of our pre-offseason position previews, follow us on Twitter, at SSPN on YT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. You can also click the notification bell to stay updated with the show on YouTube so you can get alerts when we go live, when we do posts, and when we get videos as well. So once again, we appreciate you guys. Go Spurs go. We'll catch you all in the next one.